Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, though, that uh, there's, like, a few job offers I got lately. Tell me more. So, you remember that, that tea place we went to? Yeah. Yeah, I got a job offer there, and then there's a um, there's a place that does, like, low-budget, bulk, eco stuff, like laundry detergent pods and shit like that, and I got a job offer there for, like, the weekend, so it's like, I'm kind of thinking about it, but they both don't have really good parking, and I can't even imagine where, like, employees park for those places. You probably have to park quite a bit away and, like, somehow walk in. Yeah. And it's like, where one of them's located, I don't want to park far away. <laughs> it's like, past West Temple. No. Yeah, it's like, I'm not walking my vehicle from there. That sounds very far away. Yeah, because... So that really plays into whether the job's worth it or not. Right, right. It's like, starting's 13, so it's like, it's nice in the bed bath, but it's not ideal for that area. <laughs> Especially if it's like a closing shift, you know? Yeah, it sounds a bit. Yeah. Mm. Well, welcome to the world, friends. Hello. I realize I don't need these. <laughs> uh, we're here, me and Connor. I was I was told by our social media team that we need to introduce ourselves so people know who we are. So people know who we are. Alright, no dude, that's so stressful. I hate that shit. I'm probably like... never gonna do an intro on this show. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably make the effort to cold intro every episode unless one of you guys beat me to it with an I... intro. <laughs> Let's make it a deal. Okay. Make it a deal. Um but I'll have to do it. So just me and Connor here today. J Stations. I won't call him that actually. That's a fucked up thing. That's a shitty YouTuber. Junaid <laughs> <laughs> uh He's busy doing some important shit. He can't be with us today. He was planning on it. Don't think he dogged us, but last minute had some really important shit I don't want to get into, but he's going to do for it. He's going for it. Yeah, he's going for it. So we're doing it. Hopefully it all works out, and then everything's going to get a lot easier soon. Maybe we won't have to... Ah, uh, maybe we won't have that anymore. Hopefully, as soon as we can. So, um, the flight over somehow gives him a lisp or something. Who knows? <laughs> Yo, if we could get him to do like a live episode while he was on the flight, that would be the most lit podcast ever. You have to buy the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes, dude, pay so much and just be like, just him, just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha 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 ha. Everyone's like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Why is this guy having a phone call on like a 14 hour plane ride? With his like gaming headset on? Yeah. It's at one of those weird places too where I don't know if they would fly him over Asia or if they would fly him over Europe. I'm pretty sure both go over Asia, but the one that's like with the Earth spin is way longer. Yeah. Yeah, because I know I used to take flights to Germany. Yeah. To go to Germany was like 11 hours. To come back was like 12 hours. Right. Because you went with the curvature kind of deal. So right. you're like, the earth rotates an hour while you're in the air kind of deal. Exactly. But. When you went to Germany, did you fly out of LAX? No, actually, um, 
Vegas does a direct. So, to where in Germany? Um, where does it go? Oh, I go to Bad Horsfield. I think it's like, I think it goes to Frankfurt. Okay. Yeah. That's where I went. That's where I went to. Frankfurt's dope. I went there. Germany's killing it. I think if you want to go to, like, anywhere else, you need to go through LAX, like Dresden or something. Right. But if you can get to Frankfurt, you can drive to Dresden. What is the coolest city you've been to in the U.S.? In the U.S.? In your opinion. Oh. Let's do also continental. Continental? Yeah. So you're throwing in, like, Canada and Mexico, too? No. No. Just pretty much excluding, like, Hawaii and... Like okay. just, just, well, just, damn, that makes it kind of hard. Cause I know. Hawaii was pretty cool when I went. That's what I mean. But that's, like, too easy. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so, like... Um, fuck, dude. I really liked... Salt Lake's I See, I went to D.C. as a kid. And that was kind of cool. But it's like we only went to, like, all the tourist shit. I think if I actually went through D.C., I'd probably hate it. But I like a lot of stuff that comes out of D.C., so I'm, I'm a little up in the air about it. Here's the big question, and this is what defines this whole answer, is, like, what makes a cool city to you? Mm. I mean, a nightlife is always nice, but for me, that's not cool. That should just be, like, a standard. Right. That's not, baseline. Not having a nightlife makes you a lame city. Right. That's baseline. Yeah. I think... Stuff to do is always important. Visual appeal is important. Um, and then, like, people demographic is important. I think you hit the nail on the head with the three things I like. I like the people demographic is a huge one, I think. I think proximity to being, to do things in terms of, like, like you said, I don't want to say in terms of, like, big sports and all that shit, but, yeah. like, those event centers are going to be able to do some shit nightlife, right. but then also having some proximity to like some kind of mountains, you know yeah. what I mean? Some well, outdoors. That's, that's, that's the shit right there. Right. So it's like, you know, I've gone to California numerous times. Right. And California has really cool things you can do. I mean, there's beach stuff. If you want to do beach stuff, there's ocean stuff. If you want to do ocean stuff, there's, you know, the zoo, the aquarium, the... The San Diego Zoo's dope. Yeah, the Science Center. I mean, all the shit in, in just San Diego. There's so much cool shit to do in just San Diego. Right. But then the problem is, is that you are in the city of San Diego. And there are the people of San Diego. Which sucks ass. Yeah, the people of California in general. The ones that do and don't have homes are equally their own issue. Can I tell you my opinion on California? Is I think California is the greatest state there is. And I think Californians are the worst people there are. I have this story. I'll tell it right here. That pisses me the fuck off. And it, like, in my opinion, defines Californians. Years ago, I was working a little hard and uh, got a bunch of money. Bought a shit ton of weed before we went to this party. And I showed up and I was just sitting there rolling these joints. And this random girl I'd never met in my entire life walked up. Just like, hey, let me do that. And I was like, I don't know who you are. She's like, I'm from California. I can do it way better than you can. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But like, this is my shit. She was like, 
nah, I can do it way better. You just gotta let me do it. And I was pretty much like, bitch, fucking leave me alone. Like, yeah, you're, you're not getting any of this. Hey, if you want some, you can back off. This is I'm like your your passive aggressive scheme to get a joint off me. Yeah, you're gonna roll off. one and claim it's yours now, kind of. I don't. I didn't even think it was that. I just think she was so pompous that she was like. Somebody from Utah cannot roll, know how to roll a joint. So, anyways, we're smoking it later. She was like, "Oh, this is great." I, I mean, like, I'm just, I mean, I, 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 and she was just tripping over her words for like two minutes, trying to be like, "I'm sorry." I was like, "I didn't." Like, Fuck you, bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think the problem. I Pompous Calat. Have you have you seen the the story of the guy that uh, tried to make a um. A foosball themed bar in California. And we're not even talking like straight up bar. I'm talking like a Dave and Buster's kind of deal. Uh. It, it was like a local family esque Dave and Buster's because he, he got an art he got a foosball machine because um, he met his girlfriend playing foosball, so he's really into foosball. And he, he got a foosball machine and refurbished it and um, then like loaned it to different bars and shits. So that way he could make a little bit of money off of it. And then when he made enough money out of it, he used it and bought another foosball machine and refurbished it. And he just kept doing this until he had, like, a whole arcade's worth of stuff. Why the fuck not? Yeah, so he then got a uh, warehouse and put all his stuff in it. And then he's just like, well, I have a food license and stuff. I can put a kitchen in here. So he did that. And then his whole plan is like, you know, you can come in, you can get food, drink, play arcade games. Like, retro arcade games. Sweet. The... Anti-gentrification board of San Francisco tried to shut him down. Oh, my God. But in the video talking about this, they talk about the other things that the anti-gentrification board tries to shut down. One of them was they uh, prevented remodeling on a house because the remodeling design did not make it match the already Victorian-esque house. Jesus Christ. Um, the There was a massive delay on implementing um, a shaded like a, a shaded awning because it would cast a shadow on an already shaded courtyard. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean this committee is just absolutely stupid. They, they I, it's almost like so the committee was made to prevent things like chasing the homeless out from under bridges so you can open up a homeless themed restaurant under that bridge. Because that's shit that happens in California. Um, it's supposed to prevent shit like that from happening. However, this committee, I think in a sense of like, to justify their existence, will just go after any and every project that goes up. So. This is fucking with my brain right now. Yeah. Dude. Like, it's, what the fuck? Similar arguments was that it's like, you know, this is within 150 yards of an elementary school. And there's just like, elementary schoolers can play arcade games. Uh, you know, on top of that, there's like two other bars within the area, so it's not even like you can say the alcohol in proximity to a school is an issue because there is a closer bar to the school kind of deal. Uh, another thing they did is they <laughs> they prevented a falafel house from opening because an already open falafel house within two miles of that vicinity basically went to the board and said that there is already too many falafel houses within this neighborhood so they can't set up shop here 
That's some bullshit, dude. 100%. And all this stuff goes through. And so he literally has like a community of people trying to vouch for him while simultaneously a community of people that are just like, no, he's doing like the worst thing imaginable. Like there are children present, there are families present, and he's just like, it is a family establishment. There is games for kids to play. And they're just like, you you are doing, you know, the devil's work. That's some fucking bullshit, dude. I can't believe they're trying to shut someone down who's just trying to do something fucking good for the local area. He was so upset too because he... He even stated, it's like, you know, I'm not a politician. I don't like politics. I don't understand politics. And now I have a, a team helping me run as a politician, essentially, to just open up my business. He's like, all the man wants to do is play foosball. He's this dorky little dude that just wants to, you know, let people play foosball at his place. Is that a sad reality of what we got fucking going on right now, too, Very in our so. politics? It's yeah. just like, this, this dude who does not want to fucking do this. He's just trying to run a fucking stupid ass. Not stupid ass. That's really rude. I take that back. Well, he's just trying to run a simple ass yeah. fucking arcade shop. You it's know what like I mean? It's not like he's trying to do something groundbreaking or state of the art or something entirely new. And it's not like he's trying to. He, it's not. Up. It's not like he's he's Jeff Bezos who's about to get a fucking ten billion dollar government loan because his fucking stupid aerospace project failed. Like, <laughs> what? What's he need the loan for? It's not even a loan. I don't know. It's like a bailout. It's weird. And I'm going to be quoting from another podcast. So, like, don't quote me too much on what I heard. But there was some big contracts coming up about some, like, aerospace engineering stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And the two people going up for it were Musk and Bezos. Mm. Each of their two companies. And right. Musk already has an aerospace program, so why would he need it? So he won the contract because it was way cheaper and way better. And I don't know. From what I heard, it sounds like Bezos complained to the government that he invested so much money in this and now he didn't get the contract. And so after doing this whole bidding war and making it a big deal, they just added a second contract. And gave it to Bezos. Here's your participation equal. Ten billion. Ten billion. With the B. Did you know how much that could have been during the fucking? Dude, I want I want to go back to the times when you like put bounties on people's heads. Duels. Not even duels, just bounties. Like you go out and just punch up someone's poster and like a price under it like the old west and they're just like shit if i find this dude and bring him to you i get that money and you can be like dead or alive and it's just like all right who regulates the posters oh that's entirely up to whoever i I think like i think you actually you used to be able to do it through like the post service or what was the post service back then like what? Like, yeah, you could like the U.S. It. Postal Service was just hanging wanteds. Yeah, like essentially the that makes that makes so much sense. The though. town's letter carrier would be like, "Yeah, I got a bunch of these. They want hung up, so I'm gonna hang them up." And you like shoot the guy a couple bucks to hang up wanted posters with like a three hundred dollar prize. Fucking wild west, dude. That shit was wild. 
And who it would make no more sense for anyone other than the postal service dude who's traveling already between with mail. Yeah. To be taking yeah, those yeah, fucking yeah. wanted posters. Yeah. My uh, my girlfriend's been watching a lot of those. So Netflix just dumped a shit ton of like Chinese dramas on their platform, and the funniest thing I've noticed is that they redub all of them in Chinese. So, all Chinese dramas have an actor and a voice actor. Even though they're live action. What? Yeah, because there's this whole thing about um, a lot of their like, really beautiful actors and stuff have accents. And so, they don't want them to speak with an accent. So, there is like a voice actors guild in China that just speaks um, general Mandarin no northern southern dialect based mandarin just straight formal general mandarin and they're just hired to go in and do voiceovers in um chinese anime or not even anime just chinese live action dramas so she's watching like these period pieces that are like period dramas of it's like the equivalent of chinese down Abbey, but everyone has a voiceover so when you watch it their lip syncing is totally off and you're like is this like a gimmick or something? Because it's like when you watch a, a kung fu movie in English and the lip syncs off, it's like, well, that makes sense. Right. But it's like, this was originally filmed in China. Why is the Chinese not fit the What the fuck is yeah. this happening right now? And they, so I looked it up and evidently some of these actors will just go up and be like, I didn't read the script. So, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then they'll have a person go in and like dub over them. No way. Yeah. Watermelon, 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 watermelon. And it's just, at the end of it, it's just like, well, can't the actors just learn to speak general Mandarin? Like, non-accent Mandarin? I mean, we have actors that speak in different accents when they do movies. Look at Tom Hollins. There's people that didn't know he was British because of how well he did a New York accent in Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you're telling me that the Chinese actors couldn't do this? You got me all deep in my head about fucking accents, dude, because I'm so bad at them. Yeah. I can only do one. The only accent I can do is, like, some really, really bad, like, uh, Hitler German style. I mean, not even that. It's like, can you code switch? Code switch? Yeah, you ever heard that? What the fuck does that mean? So code switching refers to, like, um... So the way that you talk to your homies versus the way you talk to your parents? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. I cannot swear around my mom. I mean, a little bit, but, like, I can be around you, and I'm dropping fuck, 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 and all of a sudden, it's subconscious, but I get around my mom, and, like, it might occasionally slip out, but it's not nearly. Mm -hmm. For a long time, it was never. Yeah, but it's, like, not even just, like, your verbiage. Well, no, it is your verbiage, but it's also, like, your tonage and shit, too, so, like, we'd have a conversation like this, but if I'm talking to my man, LeVar, I'm gonna drop a little bit of, like, get a draw on it versus when I'm talking in like a job interview that's I won't be like super formal that's so true when I'm playing basketball with fucking Ron mm-hmm. David homeboy all of a sudden I'm like I'm all of a sudden talking like I'm like and I'm like did I just am I acting like I'm black out here you know what I mean I'm like right. fuck so that's, that's code switch fuck and a lot of people code switch a lot of people unconsciously code switch and 
a lot of actors can use code switching when they do like method acting and shit. Right. So if you're, for example, let's say the movie takes place in like the 1920s. Okay. And so if everyone around you is talking like a 1920s guy, it's a lot easier for you to also talk like a 1920s guy. So you code switch into this 1920s draw. You're not speaking a different language. You're not doing an accent. You're just throwing on this like 1920s, you know, talking style. And evidently these Chinese actors can't do that. So they need to hire voice actors to come in and be like, oh yeah, no, I speak general Mandarin, which evidently is like the basis of the language. So it's, it's not even like they need to learn a new language or dialect. It's just the simplified generic Mandarin. Wasn't well, it easier then, I guess, because they have a few different languages they need to cut it in, so just have one actor blah, blah, blah in it and just make everybody have to have the dubbed version of it. Right, and so evidently this isn't even unique to like um, China in some ways. Um, when the Terminator movies got dubbed in Germany, Arnold did not get to do his own voice acting because Arnold has a the equivalent of a redneck accent when he speaks yeah. German. Yeah, so they're just like, it'd make no sense if a robot from the future talked like a hick. Yep. So we're going to hire a German act like voice actor to do all his dialogue for him. Even though he offered, he's like, well, I speak German, I can do the German dub. And they're just like, it wouldn't make sense. If well, that's where he came from. Exactly. He's awesome. Austrians always criticize him for that as he sounds like an Austrian hick. Yeah. No, he's like this... Total, I mean, it would be like Larry the Cable Guy. Yes. Kind yes. Of deal. Yes. And yes, he speaks the language, and yes, it makes sense from where he's from, but a robot from the future speaking like Larry it the does Cable not, Guy. It does not mix for Unless that. you're doing a comedy, <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. Not one bit, unless it's prepared for nothing podcast. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. Arnie movies. What's your favorite one? Uh. You know what? This isn't my favorite one, but it's one I want to throw out and talk about, if you know. Do you remember that one? It's a Christmas movie. Okay. And it's, he's the dad, and it's his kid trying to get some very specific, like, toy. Okay. And I think him and the stepmom are divorced, so it's like he's trying to win favor with the kid. You know, you know the one where he goes to his class. He has to do that whole thing. Yeah, and then he like punches out that dude yeah. trying to get it, and he like turns like all badass to mm-hmm. try and get his kid this stupid fucking Christmas toy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the fucking dumbest movie I've ever seen. Uh, well, what about um, twins? I don't know if I've seen that one. It's I, th- I think that's what it's called. It's um. So the whole premise is like twins separated at birth and they meet back up. But the twin brothers are uh, Arnold and Danny DeVito. What? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a comedy. Arnold and Danny it's DeVito. It's just like, we're identical twins. <laughs> like Danny DeVito drives around in a taxi cab and Arnold is just Arnold. I almost don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe. I think you're fucking with me. Uh, it's a horrible movie, but like that's just the premise of it. And it's just just the concept in itself is like it's funny for a minute, but then when you watch it, it's just kind of like okay, the gimmick's kind of old. This is trash. Yeah. It gets bad after five minutes. Yeah, it's like when you first see and like they make that joke, it's just like oh, it's so fucking funny, and then after you're just like, hey, 
Joke's old now. <laughs> you got like 40 minutes of a movie left. Uh, have you seen the uh, Weekend of Bernie's? Mm-mm. It's kind of a movie that has the same premise. Okay. Very, very long story short. Dude dies. And throughout the movie, they're trying to like persuade people he didn't. So they're like con- making these weird like dolly contraptions. Okay. And like making his arm moves. So if you've ever seen the dance where somebody's like leaning their back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Just kind of go floppy. Yes. That's the whole week. They call it that. That's the Bernie. That's the Bernie. And it's because that's like the move he does in the movie when he's (laughs) like getting dragged on this like dolly. Mm -hmm. But the whole premise is like making this guy. And I just like one of the dumbest fucking movie scenes I've ever seen. But like. Everyone uses it, you know what I right. mean? Like, I have a picture of my wedding of me doing, like, the dr- most dramatic burning thing okay. that you'll ever see. I'll show you one day. And it's sad, dude. Like, my knees are together. My feet are, like, two feet apart. I'm all the way back. My hands are almost, like, knuckle-dragging the ground behind my heels. Okay. Just completely lean back, just like going fucking crazy, dude. Looking like a Goomba. Oh, man. Gee dang. Hold on one sec. What's up? What you pulling up? I don't know. See if I got anything loaded up in here. You got anything? You want to talk about the, the criminology shit I was telling you about? Yes, please, dude. Yeah, so in my class today we were talking about um, serial killers. And uh, you know the serial killer Son of Sam? You heard of that guy? Uh, No. So, please explain. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember much about it, but they were using him to describe... So there's like different types of serial killers. They actually give them like labels based on like their motive. Because serial killing is random. But in reality, there actually is a motive to it. And usually it's something from like a type to just the type of crazy the person is. Right. I learned that on Criminal Minds. Yeah. So the type of person that Son of Sam is, and I think it's uh, the Talking Head song Psycho Killer is about him. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. His, uh, his whole thing is he's his title is Visionary. And so these people basically receive messages from voices coming from somewhere telling them who to kill and stuff so this man's voice was his neighbor's dog what the fuck the neighbor dog would tell him who to kill <laughs> what the fuck right can you imagine how weird that is to be like my neighbor dog told me to do it and like that's genuinely what he thought they look you straight in the face oh 100% they're just like cause you know also this whole neighbor dog thing wasn't like killing wasn't the first thing you know what I yeah, mean? No. that this dog told him to do yeah it was probably like shitting on like their porch or something like all kinds of shit Just something you know? absolutely crazy some crazy but shit the, i love the whole like thought process it's like what if the dog did tell him who's gonna believe him it's like the dog knows that too. Oh my god! Uh, whoever moved in next starts hearing messages from the dog. <laughs> I swear, there's like a haunted movie or something like that where the premise is where like the 
ghost just is, is being like, go ahead and tell somebody. Like nobody believe, nobody will yeah. believe you. I think that's like the Invisible Man or something, isn't it? I have no idea. Like the woman's being harassed by an Invisible Man, and like, you know, no one's gonna believe you because no one can see me. Kind of deal. I need to stop bringing up shit that I think I know and trying to explain it vaguely <laughs> and then just sounding like a dumbass. But what was the other thing we were talking about? We were talking about, because um, the class, I got a criminology yes. class, and then I got yes. a class on uh, violence and terrorism and aggression. So it's just the concept of, like, why are people aggressive? Like, okay. what drives aggression? And so there's, like, a shit ton of theories, but... One of the ones that was interesting was, like, this whole premise that um, PTSD is hereditary. What? Yeah. So they looked at um, Holocaust survivors and found that descendants of Holocaust survivors have, like, a minute symptom of PTSD and have similar fears as that are, like, derivatives of Holocaust survivors. And so you could argue that... To a degree, this is probably taught in them because their parents were afraid of this. And That's what I was about to say. Like, is right. this a controlled group of people who didn't know? Maybe. Right. But in a way, though, it's like you're raised to have PTSD, essentially, or like minute PTSD. And so, you know, the other concept of this, too, is that you take any, like, massive catastrophe and you'd see the same thing. So survivors of 9-11, their descendants still hold on tightly to 9-11. Because it's such a fear to them. Of course. Survivors that makes the that makes absolute sense. Their descendants hold on tight to the concept of the Holocaust because that's still a real fear to them, even though that happened almost a hundred years ago now. Well, eighty years ago. 80? I feel 80. like I feel like we're arguing that the water is wet. Yeah, yeah, in a way. But fuck, I'm sorry. The other thing that they were talking about too is um, with vets, it's something similar. So okay, like all right, I like this. I like this. Have like they're on edge, hair trigger, mind, overvigilant kind of thing, like paranoid. Okay. Their, okay. Their kids develop similar traits because of that. Is, Is that, that just because they were around their parents acting like that? Most likely, but there's also like so there's a concept called um, and it's not eugenics, even though it sounds like eugenics. Um, Whoa. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but the whole premise of it is that um, when something happens to us, some sort of trauma, it physically changes our mental capacity. And then if we reproduce while we're in that mental capacity, that mental capacity is then inherited by our descendants, is how the theory goes. Um, Okay. So if you're a paranoid person, you weren't always a paranoid person, but you are a paranoid person. You have a kid. Your kid's now a mild paranoid person. Even if you are no longer yourself a paranoid person, kind of deals how they framed it. Um, but because of that, they're just like, if you take... That's why I can't have kids, dude. Yeah, if you take trigger-happy people... Like, according to this theory, trigger-happy, aggressive people are most likely descendants of Vietnam vets. Like, direct descendants of Vietnam vets. Um, Well, there's also trigger-happy people all around the world that had nothing to do with Vietnam. Right, but 
what so it's most likely some it's most likely something other of some other sort of trauma yeah because i mean you could see too it probably is the same thing with like desert storm vets and world war vets that that that's what i meant there it's not unique to just that war but it's i think unique to just that kind of but it's like that certain type of war mentality generation it will be less and less so essentially they would eventually breed out this trigger happy mentality but you're gonna fall back on like well you can try and breed it out but then this person goes and serves in the war and just refreshes it and then comes and has kids same repeat the cycle so then you could look at it too of like someone has a kid and then enlists in the war comes back with PTSD has another kid younger kid it's trigger happy older kid not as much kind of mentality so it was a weird concept that like it is um, a byproduct of um, our parents' trauma could result in our aggression kind of deal. Genetically, yeah. not just how they act in front of us, but it becomes a genetic. Yeah, that's kind of how they framed it. Um, huh. Yeah, so it was, it was an interesting concept, but they were also talking about like... Um, the PTSD and like child soldiers, and that's a completely different PTSD. PTSD and child soldiers, well, just PTSD and children in general is a completely different PTSD than any other thing, even if they have a similar experience. So, Iraq vets, okay, will have PTSD, and child soldiers will have PTSD. But they're two different types. Yeah, even if they're brought on by like a very similar event, they'll be different types because of like understanding and brain development and shit. Right. So because um, children are so much younger and still impressionable, a lot of times you could actually trick it out of them. So one of the things they do is um, they have like these child soldier rehabilitation camps, which is just like 24 seven recess at a school. And they're just like, we're gonna take like eight to 15 year old former child soldiers and just make them play games all day. To like force adolescence onto them kind of deal. Because when they become a child soldier, it's just like they grow up instantly. And it just throws them off. Um, But they'll have them play like Call of Duty and shit. And so they tested this. They had a kid play Call of Duty on and off for about a year. And then after a year, they asked him about like his three years of um, child soldier shit. And he's just like, no, I, I was playing Call of Duty. I was never a child soldier. I played Call of Duty for five years. I've been playing Call of Duty for five years now. And it's just like, they even just like, maybe he doesn't like have a better word. So they like, almost they like really so- grilled him on it. And he's just 100% convinced. It's like, no, I played Call of Duty. Have you ever read Ender's Game? I have. It's like some Ender's Game type shit Kinda, right there. Yeah. So Almost seems like some typical, like, some like they get, they get, they trick you into thinking you're prepping with, mm-hmm. with the fucking Call of Duty, and then all of a sudden it's the real fucking war. Did you ever read the sequels to Ender's Game? No. I want to, though. I've heard about them. Yeah. One of them's, like, really weird. It has to do with, like, tree pig people and a colonized planet that speaks Portuguese. <laughs> I could fuck with some tree pigs. Yeah. Um, I have a completely random question right. I just found. Right. Let's, let's hear it. Let's switch it up here. Get a little lighter or heavier. What's, What's your favorite, favorite type of sword? 
favorite type of sword. Yeah, dude. I think katanas are pretty cool. I own a katana. Katanas are dope. Yeah. I got one of those. Um, I think the really long katanas are really dope. They made like horseback kind. Really long ones. Yeah, so it was like a long, like a like a claymore length katana. Like three three yards long. Or no, three feet long. Three feet long with some slight bend. Yeah. So it's like you, you couldn't Edge on only one edge, right? Yeah, and like you couldn't carry it sheath because it was so long. You know, it, right. it takes like two hands to unsheath it. Right. So most of the people that used it would be on like horseback. Right. And they'd have some guy pull the sheath off on the ground and he'd ride on horseback with it. And I mean, you could like just one swing wipe out three people. Jesus Christ. Yeah. We need to get those in the U.S. military. Oh, uh, dude, it's like the length of your couch. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude. That's insane. If you think about it, like World War Two, the Japanese were carrying katanas with them. Like 80 years ago? Yeah. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, so like World War Two, the Japanese had, um, so like the, you know how like um, the cavalry would carry like those cutlasses? And like, um, uh, what's the word? Not the Revolutionary, the Civil War. Like, Colonel Custard and his cutlass kind of Oh, thing. yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they even did that in, like, World War One, Like, horseback with a cutlass. Right. Um, that's how, like, a lot of the Japanese officers were. They'd have a sword. Because they'd be, like, officers because they were noblemen or something. Or, like, the Japanese equivalent of noblemen. And then... A lot of Japanese carried like a small, like the little dagger ritual one in case they ever got caught, they'd kill themselves with it. Right. Or like... The Harikari blade. Yeah. I think some of them too, like the, the kamikaze pilots would kill themselves before impact with it. Right. Stuff like that. But I remember seeing, it was a, uh, it was the German Luger fixed to a katana blade that they found on a Japanese soldier. So, like, he could draw it like a sword and have a gun, too. So he could shoot you and then, like, cut you. And, like, the blade would come out. I don't know how I feel about that, dude. That's fucking stressing me out. It'd be a gnarly combo. Dude, I'm trying to sleep at some point tonight. I gotta be fucking thinking about dudes out there with fucking katana guns. Like, you've been just talking all this shit, and I've just been literally sitting here just like, I don't know what the fuck to do <laughs> dude that's stressful I think hey I like it's, gonna, it's not even really a sword what is it a little more like a knife blade the kukuri oh it's like that banana shaped one right yeah that they had in like Australia those things yeah. are, those things are neat and it's like uh you can use it in a bunch of ways. You can use it like the pointy tip to do any sort of knife tipping if you need. Yeah. It's almost kind of like a hack. Chop. It's like a bayonet. Chop knife. Yeah. You know, it's one that you're supposed to like chop, 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 chop. Yeah, yeah. Or not a bayonet, a machete. Yes. Yeah, it's like, like the almost like a machete. Yes, a machete that you can also stab with. Yeah. Because it has a pointy tip. Did you ever see the uh, the live-action Dora movie? Or, like, the trailers for it? No. What the fuck? There's a live-action Dora movie? Yeah. Uh, DreamWorks made a live-action Dora movie. It was your DreamWorks or Paramount. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the world. <laughs> I please advise you to get all your children and run. And, like, the whole premise of it, too, is that, like, the Dora character is very much the Dora character from the kids' show. Um, but now she has to go to, like, a real-world high school, and she's trying to do, like, the, uh, you know, hi, my name is Dora. Can you find the map kind of stuff? And, like, a real-world high school setting where everyone just looks at her like she's fucking... No, fuck you, Dora, you bitch-ass. Get the fuck off the table. This ain't for you. But then it has, like, this weird Tomb Raider Fuck sequence you, where they go and they're, like, fighting treasure hunters with guns and shit. Wait, Dora's fighting... Dora's getting shot at. <laughs> Dude, I hope Dora gets murked so soon. Guess who plays Boots? Topanga. Machete. No, no, no. Yeah. Machete. Uh, machete played by... Daniel Truejo. Yep. No. Danny Trejo. I'm upset by this. Boots the monkey. I'm really upset. It's like this CGI monkey that they I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm not happy. I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, no, when the trailer came out everyone's like, is this a joke? And then Paramount's like, no, this is legit. Yeah, tickets on sale now. It's really kind of upsetting me. I don't. Nice. Fuck that. Nice. Fuck you, Danny Trejo. Actually, he's pretty cool, though. No, he's cool. He's, just, he's cool. He's, he's chill. He's chill. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like a cool uncle. Yeah. Does he have uncle vibes? Yeah. He definitely has uncle vibes, but like an uncle that's not fucked up shit in the past when you look at him. Yeah, and the, he'll like swear and tell you. Yeah, that's what it looked like. What? Yeah. Dora I mean, in the lost city of gold. I mean, okay. And like Diego's some kid with a buzz cut and shit. Is Diego a bitch like he's used to always be? Oh, 100%. 100% the bitches? Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's like if Tomb Raider meets Dora is essentially what it is. Sniper, no sniping. Swiper, no swiping. It'd be nice if they had a swiper. Cameo oh my god, should that be like the... Uh, like the villain's name? No, every U.S. school uh, song every day. Sniper, no sniping. Haha, <laughs> that was a bad one. I saw a thing. Cause, so I still have... Um, Snapchat. Okay. But I don't use it for like posts or anything. And I actually blocked a shit ton of channels. Right. But every now and then, like the obscure news channels. Man, you're dropping shit. Is it the keyboard? Shut up, dude. I'm chilling. Uh, these these obscure news channels will like drop and be like, yeah, you you know, you'll never believe what ex-celebrity did today kind of deal. It's like the gossip magazines, not the real-world news stuff. And I like right. it just because you, it's like when you get in line at the grocery store and you just get to read the headlines and how ridiculous they are. Dude, I won't lie. I, I don't love to read those, but I kind of just love to see what they're saying. Not that I... Yeah. Just some dumb. Well, it's what like... Is it the Inquisitory that is supposed to be like this hardcore political one and like... 
once a year you look at it and it's like Obama and his gay affair or some shit like that. Obama's hella gay. And it's like all these things like that and it's just like these are just blatant lies at times. I heard there's some shit about to come out about Joe Rogan actually serious. Yeah? Yeah, like some New York Times article about him violating something about like his divorce settlement. Hmm. Well, I found this gem today. Quote unquote, kid defies all odds and becomes an MMA fighter with Down syndrome. What? <laughs> uh, uh. So they had well, the, um, they had this kid um, with Down syndrome uh, in the MMA it, now, and he fought like an actual fighter. What? How old is he? I have no clue. Is, is he, he an, an adult? adult? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's an adult. Is he allowed to choose to get punched in the face professionally? I guess he's been training for it professionally. It's just, it, it's funny. Like. That stresses me out, dude. You think Joe Rogan would try and fight someone with Down syndrome? 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. I think it would too. <laughs> He's trying to flex on them hoes, you know what I mean? And on top of that too, like the kind of shit he's got going in um, Texas right now, I'm sure he'd get like a lot of support for doing it. Oh, because it's his own club. Yeah. <laughs> Build your own club. No one can tell you you can't do that shit. Knock hoes out. Do you think that's why he's doing it? He's trying to get where they won't get mad at him for doing shit like that. <laughs> no one can say shit about what he's doing. JK! They're all going to be out there supporting him, loving him. Fuck, we're going to get an email in like 10 minutes from Joe Rogan's lawyers that are like, we already heard what you were saying. Yeah, we heard that you said he'd fight a Down syndrome person. And uh, we can't have that. It's like... Why, did I spoil something for the future? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jake Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul is going to do something no one has done before. No, I thought that was the Down Syndrome kid that Joe Rogan was going to fight. No, I think Jake Paul would fight a Down Syndrome kid, too, though. He just agreed to a big fight against another big fight against another actual UFC fighter. He hasn't even done the Mayweather fight yet. That's Logan Paul. Oh, shit, that's right. <sighs> I know. I dude. mean, still, he hasn't done the Mayweather fight yet. You know he's going to do it, but he hasn't done it yet. They're building it up. Let him knock a couple more dudes out. Make it so then more. when he does fight Mayweather, they'll both make more millies. God. That's, that's what it is. It's all about the money. Yeah. I think boxing's going to become the new. It really is. Yeah, they're gonna. <laughs> next thing you know, uh, John Cena's in it and The Rock's in it. Dude, you can't see me. Did you hear about his whole like apology thing to he, China? Yeah, in Mandarin. Yes, dude, that, that was corny as fuck. It was just like he had to do it to make ticket sales there for uh, Suicide Squad. Not only that, but he probably has some other movies that are probably on the block that he yeah. needs to have like the the bag set up for. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not the only one. Was it the the guy that played the Hulk in the Marvel movies? 
Buffalo. Yes. Yeah, he had to make an apology about what he said in relation to the Israel and Palestine thing. Because he's Jewish, isn't he? No, no. Well, I don't know. But he said something along the lines of, like, you know, the, <laughs> the Palestine people are, uh, are, you know, going through a hard time right now and are struggling and, like, basically gave mild general support to Palestine and then basically had to retract his statement and be like, I'm sorry I said something so anti-Semitic on Twitter. Dude. Dude. This is one of the concepts in my terror class. The reason they can't define terrorism anymore is because what is considered terrorism to one side is not to another side. Yeah, it runs into such a weird, what do you do moment. We need to have this conversation with the third member of our squad. <laughs> because no, no, we can't do that. There'd be too much input, too much I was going to say, because we won't. Reasonable, knowledgeable input. That will last like 50 minutes. Why would someone from a Islam-influenced Middle Eastern community have anything important to say that can trump two white dudes in America. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. (laughs) I'm an American. I think I know what I'm talking about. Um, as I, I think we can now clip all three of us say that. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. Just throw a line out that Janaid said in an episode that me and him recorded without you. Yeah. He said, he told the story of him picking on someone. Yeah. And I said, why'd you do that? And he said, because I'm an American and he's a Pakistani. <laughs> I can do that. And all I could think was like, dog, I'm an American. <laughs> You're a Pakistani. Do I get to apply that same logic? He's like, no, it's not the same thing, man. And I'm like, no, no, I think that's. It's like that argument. It's only gay when you do it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Jay, baby, if you're listening, which I know you're not, she don't listen to this stuff. He doesn't have YouTube over there. Yeah. I love you. You're Hippocrates. If you hear this, come fight me. I love you. Come to the U.S. and fight me. He won't. <laughs> he will. Get here eventually, but he doesn't listen to this shit. Live, prepared for nothing. Fight club. Dude, can I tell you what I found in my fucking driveway today? You so you know it's that like long uh, gravel yeah, driveway yeah, like back goes there, all the way past the complex, all the way back there, right, dude? A dead sunfish in the fucking middle of it. I, I, I know it makes no fucking sense, but there was just a fish in the middle of the fucking... A fish in the middle of the fucking street. I will show you a picture right here. A sunfish? Aren't those things big? Not a sunfish, maybe. I don't know, dude. Oh, no, I'm thinking of a sailfish. Like, hand size. What the fuck? (laughs) No, no. Google Photos do not... Oh, my God. What? Dude. Where'd that even come from? Dude, I have no idea. 
And I just wanted to open it and then Google Photos, like the biggest buzzkill ever, pretty much told me you can't look at your photos. Because that shit's out of date, so we need update. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just trying to show one picture. Take off. Take this. What the fuck? Why? Do you see? That's legit just a dead fish. It's not even like... Like a store-bought fish. No, that thing came no, out like a lake. that lake with the head on, all the shit. <laughs> a dead fish. That's a whole intact fish. Somebody caught that fishing. Do you think they just left it there on purpose or accident? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude, but it's really fucking tripping me out, and I'm just kind of looking for, like, the dead fish bandit. My girlfriend told me about her, uh, her crazy aunt that, um, you ever been to Big Sur? Like, no. It's like some campground area in California. Oh, okay, yeah, I've yeah. heard of it. So they went there to go fishing, and they were fishing with trouble hooks because they planned to eat the fish they catch. And so they caught all these fish, and then her crazy aunt is like, no, we can't eat those, put them back. It's like, I don't think you understand. We caught them with trouble hooks. You don't put these fish, they're dead. This is hooked so far into their throat. Well, not only that, but like the way that the trouble hook works is that it just maims them when you take oh, it yeah. out. Oh, yeah. If you try and take it out, it's going to fuck them up so much. Yeah, they're they're dead, dead either way. They're dead either way. Yeah. So these fish are already dead, and she made them throw them all back into the water. So now the water just has like 12 dead fish floating in it. You can't be serious right now. No, honest to God, did it. She was so angry with it. It's like, what's what was the point of that? It's not only a waste of fish... But, like, what the fuck? And they had to have, like, dry-ass brisket instead because that's what she was going to make. So, you know, the H3 podcast? Yeah. They had a topic this last week, literally, where they were ra- roasting someone for going fishing, catching the fish, killing them, and then just throwing them back. Isn't it? And then for three weeks, they've been doing, like, stupid episodes and, like, making fun of... <laughs> Like, I was a dead fish, and... Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, not H3. I lied, I lied, I lied. It's bad friends. Okay. Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino. So they're making fun of this, like, third member. Then they just threw back this dead carp. Like, I don't know. Just a funny story, because the next week, they, like, fucking made a whole skit about it. Like, people, like, the fish, like, my fucking brother got killed and threw him back in the water, and now he's dead. He's just up there right it's now. It's just like you guys could have stuck it in, like, a, a cooler or something and eaten them later. It's not like you really? could eat them that night right then. to make no. this dry ass. Got them and fucking... Because... Yeah. So, she always told me that she hated... Um, Oh, is it not tri-tip? Um, roast. Just any roast in general. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um, Chuck roast? Or no, like no. A... Maybe it was tri-tip. Tri-tips? Yeah, no. She's just like, yeah, no, I, I hate tri-tip. And it's like... Tri-tip, if you do it great, can be some of the best. Yeah, no, she's just like, every time we have it, it just it sucks. And she's like, you know, I have it. Her, her crazy aunt used to make it all the time. And right. every time they went camping, they had it. And right. And she's like, well, try my dad's tri-tip when she came over for Christmas. Because it's like, the man sleeps with this thing. He he literally does like eight hours 
while it's in a smoker every hour, he gets up and oh, he like, smokes oh, it, and then he spritzes it with like this apple yeah, cider vinegar yeah, rub. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're smoking it, that's even way better. Yeah, and then the thing comes out and it's got like this beautiful red ring, and it just like falls apart in your gums, kind of. The shit. smoking. On yeah, it. and she's just like, well, "What is this?" It's like it's tri-tip. She's like, "I've never had this before." And I was like, well, what do you mean? It's like, no. And like, she even had her dad try it, who's related to the person that makes this horrible tri-tip that she always talks about. And he's just like, yeah, no, it was really good. And he's like, you know, your aunt makes one of these. And she's like, no, she doesn't. She does something Not else. even close. Yeah. Which, Not even close. Because she's just like, close. yeah, tri-tip's always so dry and like stringy. And it's just like, what are you having? Especially well, if you just dry rub it and then cook the shit out of it. Yeah, well, they're probably just cooking it over a campfire. Do you know what my favorite tri-tip recipe is, to be honest with you? Hmm. Soak that shit in some teriyaki marinade. Ooh, okay. And then put a in a cast iron skillet. Yeah. On medium heat, a bunch of butter. Okay. And some garlic. So you get some garlic butter in. Yeah. And then you just sear that shit about, like, four minutes on each side and then the like third side the try like that short side you know mm-hmm. and then in the oven for maybe like 10 ish minutes at 375 hmm. and pulled that out it's not as good as a smoke yeah of course it's not nearly as good but i've done that a few times and it's turned out fucking bomb i had a friend that uh, was in the culinary class at my high school and um their like original culinary teacher was this absolutely insane woman Okay. And love it. Like she quit and she took like all the spatulas with her when she left. That's beautiful. Yeah. So like when the new guy came it. in, he's just like, Where the fuck's the spatulas in this cooking class? And they're just like, Oh, she took she them took all. Them. She took all those and like the sink drain clogs. I fucking love Yeah, it was like Dude Dude, dude people like that are on shit. a level of insanity yeah. that's so different that I have a weird respect for it. Yeah, I don't know so how to explain it. That happened, and like she had this whole thing is like, no one can come in, even if you're a student, when it's not your class time. So it's just like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to do like my prep class shit, or you know, if I leave anything here that I need to pick up, stuff like that. Right. And um, or if I need to like talk to you after class or after school about something. Right. I can't do it. Um, new guy came in, super chilled, laid back guy. Like this big fat Italian guy. Didn't Ideal give a chef. fuck. Didn't give a fuck. And so, like, he even had this thing where I'd show up one, like, I'd, I'd show up to his class sometimes when I had an open period. Right. And be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And because I, I had one where I was like a TA for a class. Makes sense. And half the time she didn't have anything for me to do. So I just, she's just like, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the culinary room. Do you want anything? And she's like, if they got any leftovers, I'll take them. I'm like, cool. I'll go Dope. Down, I'll go down there. And it's like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, hey, you want leftovers? And he's like, hell yeah, I do. And he's like, Chef up some shit. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, I'm going up to Walcott. You know, can I take leftovers for her, too? And he's like, oh, hell yeah. That's <laughs> come up. I just walk into the class, and it's like a forensics class. And everyone's like studying hard and shit. And I'd walk in with barbecue. And they're just like, what the fuck is that? And it's like, they did lamb today. <laughs> we did the lamb chop. But... He said, I had a buddy that took that class, and he said that, uh, like, one day after class, it was him and a few other people chilling around, and he's just like, hey, you guys want to learn how to make pot butter? And I, like, did ask. He's like, yeah. Like, sure. And he, like, sat down and showed him how to make pot butter. It's pretty easy. 
Yeah, no, it is, but it's just like that's cool as fuck, though, for a teacher. <laughs> yeah, high school. What the fuck? High school culinary just like whipped out pot after school, made pot butter, and like sent them home with some. <laughs> and like, and don't tell your wait, mom. Wait, like, wait, 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 what? Wait, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he actually made the pot butter, didn't just tell them how to do it? No, he actually gave them a demo and had them take some home with them. Because they were talking about um, smoking. Hi, yeah. Uh, she's like, all right, these guys are trustworthy. You guys want to learn how to make pot butter? You see me in a pot. They're like, hell yeah. So he showed them. Dude, I'm just flabbergasted right now by the fucking statement right there. Yeah. That's Las Vegas, baby. <laughs> That's Vegas, baby. Alrighty, on that note. We hit our shit. I'm also never going to say goodbye in this podcast. What? I'll never sign off in this podcast. I'll just cold end and cold start. That's up to you guys to say bye to the listeners. Peace out, dogs. Love you.